Welcome to the Build Your Own Table podcast. I'm your host, Nakia Gray, intellectual property attorney, business coach, author, wife, momager, and biz bestie. I know that creating and leveraging intellectual property is how the wealthiest people in the world acquired their wealth, and I believe it's how you should too. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring and motivating women, particularly women of color, to tap into their own creative genius and use it to create, protect, and monetize their intellectual property so they can build wealth through entrepreneurship. My guests and I are going to share our stories of how we got tired of waiting for someone to give us a seat at the table, so we built our own. If you're tired of shrinking to fit into spaces that weren't designed for you, you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. And welcome to today's episode of the Build Your Own Table podcast. I am your host, Nakia Gray, and I have a very special guest with us today, Miss Carrie Henderson. I don't know why, Carrie, every time I say your name, I want to think of what's the lady's name who got canceled by Beyonce? Oh, she didn't really get canceled. What you think about Carrie Hilson? Hilson. I always she spells her name. She spells her name the same way. Yeah, I always want to say Carrie Hilton. (laughs) Okay, so we have Carrie Henderson. Let me first (laughs) tell you all a little about Carrie. She's a consultant, a philanthropist, and a cultural enthusiast. She has an MBA from the University of Pittsburgh and a background in branding, marketing, and procurement, which I can't wait to talk about because that is a very unique blend of skills and background. (laughs) She helps small businesses develop an organic marketing strategy to increase brand awareness and income. As an advocate for Black-owned businesses, you can find Carrie celebrating the culture and curating community through her free monthly newsletter, The Kickback with Carrie. She says cultural Black culture, <laughs> brands to shop, and more. Carrie believes we all have the power to make an impact, no matter the size of our platform, and she inspires her community to give back through various community service initiatives throughout the Washington, D.C. area. Welcome to my client and today's <laughs> guest, Carrie Henderson. Thank you so much, Carrie, for agreeing. Thanks for having me here. here. Okay, so before we before I hit record, we were starting to have this conversation <laughs> that I was like, okay, yeah. no, the people need to hear this, okay? Mm-hmm. So when I'm preparing for my interviews, I always, even though I'm familiar with you, I am on your newsletter list, you know I'm like one of your biggest fans because I yeah. absolutely love what you do. I too am such a proponent of supporting and empowering black owned businesses. So the fact that you like curate this for us, I love it. For us by us, you know, I used to, I used to buy FUBU for us by us. Yeah. Okay. We don't have to talk about that. When it, when okay. it, Cause it came out what in like, I was probably with middle school high school. Yeah, I had FUBU. Oh, you said you used to wear, I thought you said you used to run FUBU. Oh, no, 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 no. I used to rock FUBU, like, you know, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the energy that we are on, which is why mm-hmm. you and I like vibe so much. But I have to say, when I was reading your bio and I got to this part where I said her free monthly newsletter, let's talk about that. <laughs> we know Nakia loves mm-hmm. to monetize something. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about why don't you first start by telling us where did you even come? Was the kickback, the kickback with Carrie born, and let's go. 
I'm gonna say she about, I'm gonna say you about to go in on and I'm here for it. Give me look, give me my free consultation on this call. <laughs> so the newsletter. So I had an email list when I was working. I used to be a blogger way back in the day when blogging started. So I started blogging like 2009. So between like 2007, 2009, a lot of people picked up blogging. And so I started blogging, which is a lifestyle blog. I was just blogging about everything. And I see some of my like old posts and things I used to work post on Facebook. And you feel like, oof, you've come a long way <laughs> from when you're like 24 to now. And so I had a blog. So I had an email list. Then I stopped blogging. And then I ventured into styling. So I was doing styling, but I kept that list. And so then when I had the blog, it was lifestyle. Then it started gearing more toward fashion. And then I used it to like promote styling services. And then it kind of became almost like my online blog when I wasn't blogging on my website. So I was keeping people up to date, like when I moved to LA, when I was still giving styling tips. So I always had a list. And so when I stopped styling, moved back to Maryland, I was like, I don't really want to give up my list. Like, I don't know what I would talk about next because I'm not styling anymore. But I had curated an audience and people would respond when I told them I wasn't styling anymore and I was moving back. And they like they had been following. The, some people have been following the journey. Um, I had an online store for five minutes. So I had people on my email list from that. So I just didn't want to give up being able to communicate with a handful of people on my own terms. And so last year, my friend, she has her own business and she was looking at starting a newsletter and she had talked to someone, she was in this um, mentor program and they had talked to her about starting a newsletter. And so she was sending me different formats and different things she was considering. And I was like, well, maybe we should do a newsletter. I don't know. We'll just try it. So that's kind of how it happened. It was like, I'll just play around with it. I'll try it, see what happens. And so I just started sending the newsletter and I told them, I was like, hey, y'all, like, I don't know what this is, but we're going to try something different. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to think I'm going to turn this into yeah. a newsletter. I didn't have a name for it for a couple months. And I reached out to you once I came up with a name. <laughs> I didn't yes. have a name for it for a couple months. And then one day I was talking to a friend and I was like, I'm still trying to come up with a name, but I didn't want it to be forced. Like, I don't want to just pick something just to yeah. pick something. Like, I want it to be authentic. I want it to represent me, how I feel. And I told her, I was like, when I read it, I, it feels like, you know, like when we're all sitting around, we do like, you know, we all hang out and we having drinks and we talking about literally everything from craziness that is America to yeah. the foolishness that's on the shade room. Like we talk about it all. And so I was talking to her and I was like, yeah, it's kind of like the kickback. And I was like, oh, I think that's the name. And then, as you know, I had to add a little extra to the name. Yes. We went through the trademarking process and it was like trademark was taken, but that's kind of like how it organically happened. And then you you read it, you're like, oh, I love it. I just sent it to my friend a couple weeks ago because I featured his brand and he was reading it and he was like, Oh, you know, we on the map. And then he was like, What is this? And scroll back up and realize it was fine. And he was like, Oh, this is so dope. I'm like, everybody says that when they read it. I just gotta get in front of more people. But I mean it's it's that's how it just came about i just love with so much negativity going on i just love sharing our stories and like let's highlight what we're doing right like i'm very big on we need to be making money as a community that's we have if we can have economic freedom we can have some economic power power let's be real we don't say that but money is power and so i think it's just important with so much especially now of like trying to erase our history trying to re redo our history and tell it in a different way it's important for us to just be seen be heard and have our own space to just celebrate what we're doing 
because and and I like too because a lot of times we'll hear the same highlight stories of things happening. Yeah. But for instance, I think I featured this month that all of the top ten NBA draft players were repped by a black agent. Like yeah. to me, that should be major news because exactly as someone who likes sports, I know that majority of the agents are white. It was a yes. big deal when Chris Paul was an agent for LeBron 10 years ago because he didn't have a law degree. Like, they tried to change the rules. So, like, that's huge. And look at him. And let's talk about him now, okay? Like this somebody did this over free agency season alone, I think he has, like, $200 million. Yeah, I think, and, he, I think they've done, because I posted on my LinkedIn, I think they've done over a billion in the last 10 years in, wow. uh, in deals. So, I'm just like, so with the space for us to really focus on Stories that you hear on smaller scales that don't get national news or the major blog, online blog platforms and just celebrate that. Like, yeah, I'm still going to tell you what's happening because we need to be informed. But let's start off celebrating us and the things that our people are doing. So and of course, a black item of the month <laughs> every yes. time. Yes, because we should be I love and I will say that I look forward to it. First of all, there's not a lot of emails that I open. <laughs> OK. Because we just are inundated and we get so many emails. So I'm very selective about who I allow in my inbox yeah, and who I look forward to, right? And so what I love about your newsletter is that there is nothing like it. There is nothing that I see in that newsletter that I, there has not been one time that I have read it and I'm like, oh, I already knew that. It's always like, oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, oh, this? Oh, we doing that? Oh, they sell that? Oh, they got them, right? And so that's what I really, really love about it. Um, and I will say, and that's why this this is getting ready to turn. This is going to be my first podcast episode where we are also doing a consultation, okay? I'm here for it. We get ready to do some <laughs> business coaching right here in this episode because it is so freaking good, caring. Mm-hmm. That you need to be making money from it. Like it is, it's that good. Right. Thank you. I appreciate it's that good. it. It's I appreciate that good. It. And so, um, so I want to talk about that. Like, you know, yeah. just first, I want to just hear from you because I know that there are so, um, so many people who are passionate about something. Let me tell you, you are radiating black excellence and how important it is for you. Like, I can tell that that is a core value for you. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times, myself included, when there are things that we're super passionate about or that we feel are like, you know, we're doing good for our community. There is this sense of, should I charge for that? So I want you to tell us, you know, how do you feel when I say to you, why is this free? What, how, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like it should be? Do you feel yeah. guilty at even thinking of monetizing? Oh, we're doing a therapy session today. Yes, let's get into it. I'm here for it. So, well, why is it free? I mean, I think it's free. I don't think I ever thought to charge for it because most newsletters that you'll come across and even some huge others, one that's huge that focuses on like hip hop and music industry, that one's free. And so I think in my mind, it's like, okay, that's just because, you know, I have we can talk about big goals. I mean, I don't know if I need I should probably put in the atmosphere like what I could envision the newsletter, the kickback being because to me, it's multifaceted. Like the newsletter is just one avenue. So I think in my mind, it'd be like, okay, well, that's the free component of the kickback. But if I were to charge, I I envision that being like through curated events, because I eventually want to start doing more curated events. That's through advertising. It's definitely giving 
It's definitely giving Issa's block party, okay? Listen, like- okay, well, so my friends, I mean, I do, I've been talking to my homegirl about this, Susan. Like, I do need to start, because, you know, we see a lot of events in the D.C. area. Granted, Kickback is, the newsletter is open for everybody, but I do know a majority of the people on the email list are in the D.C. area. And I think, yeah. or, like, close by in the East Coast. And I told her, I was like, I want to do, in my mind, I'm going to put this out there. So anyone who is listening, if they want to partner with me, please let me know. I do want to do curated events, but specific Black-centered curated events. Yeah. So, for instance, we saw, um, I think in D.C., they were doing, like, cocktail, like, a cocktail-making class. And we were like, oh, no, but that needs to be, like, Black cocktail-making class. So using all Black online, finding a Black mixologist, being at a Black venue. Because, again, that's another way to give back to our community when we're, when we're occupying and shopping at Black-owned stores and venues and using... Yes. Black people in those spaces. So that's another way for us to like pour back into our community indirectly than saying just like, oh, donate to this cause. Like we're doing it with our dollars. Yes. So I'll see those type of things monetizing and then the newsletter itself being like the one thing you get for free. But if that should change, please let me know. Well, it could be, right? And so I love, I'm so happy we're having this conversation <laughs> because I did not say charge for the newsletter. That's what you heard. I yeah. said monetize and yeah. you said, but it should be free. Right. And so mm-hmm. there are ways, there are many ways that you could monetize that newsletter mm-hmm. because that newsletter is a newsletter, but it also lives on your website. Right. Yeah. So it's not just, it's not contained. It has sponsors. Yeah. yeah. Sponsors. And so some of the businesses. So if you, and, and honestly, I think that a great monetization strategy for you would be to allow to remain, um, for the newsletter subscriber list to be free so that you could really up your, um, your, your traffic mm-hmm. and build that list to get it to many subscribers, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to get as many subscribers as possible because then we do have the power to go to the brands to say, hey, I have a list of 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 consumers who are committed to Black-owned brands. You're a Black-owned brand. You you could be like the new Angie's list, right? Yeah. Right. So so there could be that, and so then people could the brands could pay. That's one way you could monetize it. Another way that that you could monetize it would be to have um third third party um referral affiliate marketing. So for every person that is on there, you're getting some type of it's influ- you would be an influencer. You are an influencer. I've never heard you say that word, but you are an influencer. I, that's like one word I will shy away from. No, we're not shy away know why. from that. You know why? Tell I think why. I probably think because I feel like the word influ- influencer, I think over time had good intentions, but I think over time yeah. it just feels like it's been diluted and turned to something else with social media. So it's not always because like a person of influence, yes when it comes to like promoting businesses but i think sometimes when it comes to like social media and the way people people that are given the title influencer i'm like eh, it feels it ain't the type of influence i'm looking for <laughs> okay but here's the thing if that makes sense i hear you it does however we here are on the build your own table podcast we are and that's so where we, we are today. and this podcast is all about people writing their own rules doing things their own way. And so you have the power 
to transform that word and what it means for you. Because here's what you did for me. Okay. You know, I love me a margarita. Yes. (laughs) And I think it's not coincidental that today is National Margarita Day that we are recording this episode. Mm -hmm. And so I bring that up because you introduced me to a black owned tequila brand that I never heard of. Mm-hmm. E-Capri Tequila. I absolutely love it. I love that it's black owned. So you influenced me to check them out. You absolutely are a tequila. You uh, are a tequila. <laughs> tequila. You absolutely are an influencer. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Did you get anything for that? No. If I decide, I, mean, I got to share on Instagram. Yeah. If I decide that I want to help have an in-person event and I want all the tequila to be tea capri for my signature drink. Yeah. That is because of Carrie. Where's Carrie in this? You are. Right. Yeah. So you are an influencer. And it's funny you say that because one of my friends did tell me that when I was talking about the newsletter, I think last summer. And she was like, no, I will read. She said, anything you recommend, I at the minimum will research it if I do not buy it. She's Absolutely. like, I look forward to the newsletter. And I had people last year. Oh, and that's why I do once a month because I'm like, it gives people enough time to like open. It's not yeah. oversaturating your inbox. So they have something to look forward to. But every month they'd be like, oh, I've been looking forward to the email because I want to see what this is. Or I have recommendations like, oh, can you do some more? Um, I think when we first started, it was a lot of products. So like, so can you yeah. put some more clothing in there? So I do get the feedback and people tell me that I think you're right. I just need to take ownership of that and curating Decide how I want to show up in that space. Exactly. Because I've been doing blogging. I've been hosting events for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I do see the event. Oh, my goodness. The event part of it, that mm-hmm. could be your total moneymaker, right? I mean, that is where, you know, one of the things, especially um, as Black people, we are just, we are starved for community. Mm-hmm. We are starved for being around people that look like us, that inspire us, that um, encourage us, right? And so if you are a person, and this is why one of the things that I do, and I just had um, I just had a VIP day with a client the other day about the importance of knowing our strengths, like what comes mm-hmm. so naturally to us. I can already tell you what some of yours are. You are a connector. You are, you're that person, right? And so probably, I don't know you personally. I only know you professionally, but my guess is that even growing up, you were the friend that had multiple friend groups. And so when Carrie has a birthday, she's got this group and this group, this, these people, these people, these people. You're the blender. It's funny and you I, say that because all of my girlfriends are familiar enough with each other when we have girls' night. Yeah. It's like they can come together. Everyone remembers the last conversation. Now they may not talk regularly. Yeah. They are they would maybe only see each other at girls' night. Right. But when they're all in the room, it's like we all are friends. I'm like, because I don't need to have all outside, everybody just need to come together so I could just, I could just be with everybody at the same time. So it's funny that you say that. And I've always been that person amongst my friend group. Anyway, I'm always the initiator to host stuff. We trying to go somewhere do some. I'll be the one to plan it. Like I just planned our wine festival trip last weekend. Got the bus. Told them, you know, all of that coordinated. We bringing food. So I have always been that person. And like the events, for instance, I used to host charity events before I moved. And one of the things I said when I got back was like, I want to get into that. And people even ask like, oh, now that you're back, are you going to start doing your brunches again? And so now I was like, well, now I have the kids back. Those things will fall under that space. Absolutely. And to your point about community, it's very true because I think even now we still have spaces for us, our generation, but most of them are still, a lot of them are still 
party centered. Because yeah. it's like, go to a party, they play 90s, 2000s. I'm here for a good time. It's, it's millennial music, yes. But I do know, and I know I think as women, we're good at finding things to do, like, with our girlfriends that are activities. But I'm like, but they're Some of us, though. Some of us. Some so, of us, yeah, some of us. But I'm like, people, you and I, that comes naturally to us, yeah. right? But yeah. there are some people who are not like us, who are seeking the carry in their in their space. They're seeking yeah. the Nikia that because we have the ability to do that, but they don't, they don't. So they're right. looking for that. They are longing for it. They need it. You know, either they're working in corporate America that doesn't see them, pays no attention to them, doesn't value them, or they have managed to escape it. They started their own business, but they're home on Zoom all day. Yeah. They don't really have that circle. So there is a strong need for the connection. And so I say that to say something that comes so naturally to you could be a multi-million dollar empire of you just we throwing it in. We claiming it. Yes. 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 Right. And so that's that's the part that I feel like, OK, I get it. You know, when you first started, it was like, well, I'm just going to do this. I'm not sure mm-hmm. where this is going to go. Everything you've said here today, who you were, you know, growing up, the previous events that you've done, your previous blog your current friend group, your planning events, just think if you were to take those same things that just come so naturally to, yeah. to you that you made no money in doing and you apply that into you um, curating community and events and making money from them, it would be like almost guilty. You would almost be guilty <laughs> like making money doing something that comes so naturally and, for you. Yeah, but, but it absolutely is possible. And you should do it. You absolutely should do it. I had actually looked into the referral link. So I think a, a friend of mine uses one that yeah. she had set up for her newsletter. And I was like, oh, I need to look into this. I don't know if I have it on the bottom or not, but we'll work that out. Good, good. So that I just had to have that little, yeah. I wanted to just talk through that because I was like, okay, why is this just free? And it's okay. I'm not saying it shouldn't be free because it may be. Yeah. But in terms of you really taking that um, and building a business model around it, I think there's so much opportunity for it. Okay. So aside from kickback. Which was great to start with that because somebody else needed to hear that too. Absolutely. Somebody <laughs> definitely needed to hear that. And for, and for me, who have just come off of my month-long break from work, I probably, I needed this, like, okay, we'll be doing for the, what's the kickstart for the second half of the season? Yeah. What to reinforce it? Because those are some things I had already thought about with, yeah. like, events and referrals. So it's good to, like, hear that reinforce. Like, no, you're thinking correctly. Absolutely. Now it comes down to, like, researching and execution. So Absolutely. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So tell, uh, so that's kind of like your passion project, passion mm-hmm. project turning into a money project. A business, yes. It's a business. <laughs> So tell us more about your business and how you got your start in your business. Well, so we what did I have my about? I have marketing, branding, procurement. So yeah. for all of those out there who got 511 jobs like I do, <laughs> the the main one, the nine to five is procurement. So I've been working for the government for over 13 years. Wow. We are building something so we can eventually transition into passion projects. So that's where the procurement background comes in. So I... In layman's terms, have the authority to buy goods and services for the government. Because when I said, basically, yes, million dollar, well, I'll say not million, multi-million dollar contract. So, I mean, it's a lot of money. Um, And then outside of that, I do consulting. 
you know my clients <laughs> very well because they referred you to me or referred to each other. And so I started working with um, our mutual friends, Renee and Ramon, two years ago. It was two years in June. Yeah. And I fell into that by accident, just like I fell into the newsletter by accident. So I didn't go out searching to be a consultant. Um, I have moved home. And, oh, I was in the process of moving home. and From where? From L.A. I was living in L.A. for four years. And I was talking to them one night and I always tell, we always talk about business. It was naturally like, how's your business going? How are things going? And I remember at the time I was just telling them rambling, like, oh, you can do this with your content. You can do this with your content. When you post these videos, you should do X, Y, and Z. You should do making all these recommendations. And Ramon was basically like, so you're going to, um, you're going to do social media for us. And what started off as we thinking we're doing social media turned into like, no, you're going to be in charge of all the marketing. So the emails, the text messaging, we have workshops doing the concept for the launches. And so I fell into that and have been doing that for two years, helping their business grow over the last two years, which it has done very well. I'm extremely proud of them and us and all that we have been building for the last two years. And and so you just kind of fell into that. Tell us about your, what is your schooling background? Mm -hmm. Like, how were you even qualified to do this for them? (laughs) Well, I have an undergrad degree in marketing. My major is marketing and my MBA, my concentration is in marketing. So I was always, and it's funny because I look at some, I just had a high school reunion and someone had mentioned something where I was reading some, you know, when people signed your yearbook and stuff and someone had mentioned something in marketing. And I was like, I guess I was just in my DNA. And you kind of forget when it doesn't happen when you think it's going to. So I'm like, Oh, after school, after grad school, I want a job in marketing. Originally, I wanted to work in sports marketing. Then I want to move into fashion marketing. But I was also graduating during a recession. So at the time, it was like, girl, you just need a job. (laughs) Right? And so I was working in retail, got a job in government. And so slowly over time, you move more and more away from what you got your degree in. And you forget that you were passionate about those things. And then, you know... I believe fashion fell on my spirit. So I'm like, okay, God, we're doing fashion. So styling was the passion for at least 10 years. And so in my mind, I'm like thinking I'm going to come back around to marketing. Like I'll use it for my business, but I don't see my, I never thought I'd be helping someone else in their business. And then come around two years later, it's like, well, you learned all that while you were out there. Now it's time to come home and help somebody else get their business to the next level. So it kind of, it's a reminder that everything comes full circle. And yeah. things fall into place if it when they're supposed to. Because yeah. um, in the beginning, it was like, I'm marketing, 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 and then kind of took a detour. <laughs> and, and now I'm back to what I, at least the the industry or the area that I had been so passionate about in college. Because I was, you know, a sports marketing intern for athletic department, media relations for the athletic department. Like, I was convinced that marketing was going to be the thing. Right. Now, okay, so let's talk about fashion and styling. So you had your own company? I did. So I... Tell us about that. I was a personal stylist. And Stacey London, she used to have a show, What Not to Wear, on TLC. She had started a styling company. And they did an article about her in the Washington Post. And my friend was like, you should apply. You should go to her training. Because she was hosting a training in New York. And I'm like, I don't... I'm not a stylist. Like, I I write about fashion trends. I hope y'all get dressed when we go out. I'm a stylist. And so, of course, you know, then you're like, should I go? Should I not go? Asking everybody and their mama, should they go? And then I decided to go um, and eventually joined her styling network. 
So I started working with her, you know, under her and being mentored by some stylists in her team and eventually had a few clients here as a personal stylist. And then I took another fashion training and decided after that training, I needed to be in Los Angeles if I wanted to do more fashion celebrity red carpet. I wasn't really an editorial. I was like, I want to dress the people for events. Yeah. And so I was working with a few personal styling clients here. Moved to LA. I still kept my job because you know, girl gotta have a roof over her head. And you got a good government job, so we not just we not just walking away from those. <laughs> right. And so once I was in LA, I was I knew someone here who was a stylist out there, so I reached out to them and I would assist them, you know, when I could at least once a month. Um, and working with him got me a client, um, a young actress that I worked with for about probably for about a year. Probably, I think, fall of 2018 up until COVID. Um, and so I was working with her for t- movie premieres, press tours. Wow. So I've done a little bit. That's why the background is like, she's done a little bit of everything. <laughs> now, so why did you stop? Or did you stop? Are you still doing styling? I haven't done. I stopped because God told me it was time to stop. Wow. And I said, okay, yes, sir. I woke up one day. I just didn't have the desire to do it anymore. Yeah. This is also in the middle of covid and so i'm thinking you know maybe i'm burnt out i'm just tired because even during that time i wasn't doing it full time but i still was like okay now that we're virtual now that everything's online maybe i can get some virtual clients right so i'm doing things to attract virtual clients i did work with a few people and i was doing styling videos to get myself out there and all that and then one day i was just like i don't feel like posting about style today i don't want to do any of that and at the time, I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a feeling. It'll go away. And I have not had the desire since. <laughs> so, Well, I, I want to talk about that because yeah. I think that um, I think that it's important for us to be in tune with that and to mm-hmm. listen to ourselves and what our what our minds and our spirits want. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that so often. And I, there's one word, if there's one word in the English language that I can say I absolutely hate and I wish we could just eliminate is the word should, because I think that the word should keeps so many people in places that no longer serve them, that no longer inspire them, that no longer light them up because they believe it's what they should be doing, Mm -hmm. right? And so I believe, and I'm so um, just got chills in listening to you talk about how, because I've been there too, where I was in a space and something that I used to just love just didn't do it for me anymore. And so um, I just commend you for listening to that and saying, okay, I'm not doing that no more. No, and I, that's okay. I still had to lean into it. So when people would ask, so I remember, of course, after you listen to that and like, okay, God's saying we're not doing this anymore. Opportunities come out the woodwork. Yes. One like, oh, I'm um, shooting this person who would be like my ideal client. And I'm like, no, I'm not available. And she was like, are you not found anymore? Because you responded a little too quick. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm taking a break. Then I came home and the guy that I was assisting, I think he asked me about something and I was like, oh, I'm still in LA. He was like, are you, I'm, I'm taking a break. So every time, and then another opportunity, and it was a company I had to work for right before COVID, and I knew it would be good money. And I was like, yeah, I did book this before I go home because I could make a couple thousand. But then at the same time, I had to be with myself. And I said, I know if I took it, I would be upset because it's a month before I move. Then it's probably going to consume me when I could have been packing. Like, lean into what God is telling you. And so 
some people wrestle with because they know God is pulling them out of a space or something else. Yeah. For me, it wasn't really a, it was more of a, I'm not doing it anymore, but I'm not really to fully say that I'm not doing it anymore. So right now I'm just going to say take a break. But deep down in my spirit, I knew. You knew I, it was over. I knew it was over. Yeah. Like I was in it. People are surprised because I had been passionate about it for like 10 years. Like I have been chasing styling for 10 years. And so when I tell people that, like, no, it's like a light switch, you just cut off. Yeah. But at the same time, I think I was kind of leaning that direction based on the conversations I was having with people, some sermons I'd watch. I was like, ooh, I think they speak into my spirit. So it was kind of leading up to that, but I just didn't know it would be so abrupt. Yeah. <laughs> so quick. But. And that happens, right? I, I was talking to um, another client the other day, and she is in that space. She's at, at this pivot, she's at this pivotal place. And there, there is so much for her on the other side, but her identity is so tied mm. to what she's currently doing. That's and real she good. said to me, and she said to me, and listen, and I'm that, I am that person. I'm that lawyer. I am that coach. I am that friend. I am that sister. I'm that cousin. If you ask me for my opinion, trust and believe in the kids get ready to give you the real. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't go around just giving my opinion when yeah. it's not warranted. I'm not that person. Yeah. But once you open the door, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming in, right? And so she said, she told me um, there's that she's going to be at this conference. And this conference is in the new life, what she's building, right? And she's got an opportunity to leave that conference early for a significant amount of money for a job to do the old thing, the thing that she knows she doesn't want to do anymore. It doesn't light her up. The only reason she would be doing it is for the money. Mm-hmm. And so she said to me, I mean, you know, I, 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 I feel like I could do it, but tell me what you think. I feel like I shouldn't turn down that money, right? Because I could use that money and that money could do other things. And I said, listen, money is such a non-reason to do something. Because here's the thing. You can always get more money. You could get money. There could be someone at the conference that you won't meet who could be the connection to 10 times what you're going to miss the conference for something that you know you don't want to do. It's never about the money. So do not let that be your driving force in how you decide what it is that you're going to do. Because when you're I think that there, we highly underestimate the power of creative space and what we're thinking. When your mind is someplace that it shouldn't be, you are, you are hindering the creative juices from flowing for what it is that you really want. There is always going to be an opportunity in, in that, the old thing. It's going and and it's going to keep coming. It's never going to stop, like you said. And honestly, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, as soon as you make the decision, opportunities come out the woodwork. It's like, see, oh to my me, that's, but see, that's the test. Because to me, that's the test where God is like, okay, I'm going to see if you're going to be obedient to what I told you to do. That's the test. That because is, I'm like, I'm sitting here for a year during COVID, taking all these coaching programs, trying to figure out how to get virtual clients. I mean, granted, it's still a part-time business, but I'm still, I want to make money from it. Like I want to get clients. I want to do something. And so then all of a sudden I stop and I get the re, yeah. And then I had like a, um, my actress client, her agent reached out to me because they needed someone to dress somebody for a red carpet. I'm like, so now 
when I've been asking for opportunities, they're not coming. But the minute I say I'm not selling no more, I got at least four in two months. But your other point about that's when you know it's like, okay, that's a God thing because God's really like, let me see if you're going to follow my lead. And to your friend, when it comes to identity, I can totally relate because once that season was over, I probably spent the last year trying to figure out like, who am I outside of styling? Yeah, because I had been so caught up. If you would have asked me who, like, ooh, who are you? I'm like, oh, I'm a stylist. Yeah. Like, I had to do some deconstructing of my identity myself, which most people don't know. Like, I was struggling for a good year trying to figure, like, okay, who am I? What do I like to do? How do I tap back into the things that brought me joy? I was seeing a therapist during COVID. She was like, you need to tap into the kid part of you again. Like, we got so we get yeah. so caught up in adulting. Yeah, and what we should be doing. doing. There's that word. Like she was like, you just tap into things that what it what brings you joy, what sparks the inner child in you. So I spent time doing that and focusing literally just on going to work and do my consulting for the business. Not because I'm the type that I'm always thinking like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah. And doing that didn't allow the space for like the for anything to happen. But by doing that and taking a break, it was like, oh, the kickback came about. Oh, I should do a newsletter. Having conversations. Just focusing on where I was at the time. Yeah. Now I have the motivation this year to be like, okay, I have a vision. Now I know what I want to do with that vision and what that wants to look like. But I think that whole identity crisis and what to do next, I will say, give yourself some space. Yeah. Just be where you are so, and then it'll come to you. Like, because I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do after styling. Because we like, hey, like, I need to know where we're going, how we getting there, what's the roadmap, what time do I need to have my bags packed and ready to go? Like, I need to know. But then again, these happens to faith. It's like, well, listen, child. Yeah. I didn't tell well, you before. And I'm glad that you said that because I usually I usually end this interview with. <laughs> and so what's next for Carrie? And I'm not going to ask that question mm-hmm. because I am. So I'm going to ask you, where are you right now? What are you working on right now? Where am I? Right now, actually, I'm working on the next issue of the newsletter because August is almost here. So I'm working on that. I'm working on, I would say, not doubting myself and counting myself out. So one of the things I learned during my month off, I took a month off from work because I was just tired of everybody and everything. I just need to break mentally. It was just. Listen, just, sometimes we need a a, a relaxed, relaxed release moment. Okay. I really did. I was like, I was burnt out. But between, you know, work, consulting, being online, having to manage so many things. And so one of the revelations I had during the time is like, well, I want new opportunities. I want to do all these things. I talk about them, but I'm not very good. I haven't been very good the last couple of months of executing them because I've talked myself out of stuff before I even tried. So, yes. oh, do you want to look for new, you know, career opportunities? Yes, I do. But have you applied for any? Oh, no, you'll see a job posting. Like, I don't know if I really qualify, so I'm not even going to apply. Oh, you want to like host events for the kickback? Yes, I do. But have you planned one yet? Not even a happy hour? Like we haven't done the bare minimum. So right now I'm in a space of like working on my word, which was consistency in 2023. Yeah. I started it. Then I stopped. We're picking that back up and really leaning in, even if it feels uncomfortable, to like be consistent and show up for myself and not count myself out before I even try. Yes. Oh, I love Carrie. I love that. <laughs> Because it will set the foundation for everything else. If yeah. you don't do that work, if you don't do that work, 
It doesn't matter how many opportunities come. You won't see them. You mm-hmm. won't believe in yourself. And I just said, I wrote this on, are you on threads? No, I haven't gotten on there. I'm on threads. I just wrote this on threads <laughs> the other day. Sometimes the toxic friend that you need to cut off is the one voice that's inside your head making you doubt your ability. Oh, that's good. Isn't that good? It mm, is. Don't be surprised if I quote you on a real. Quote that. That's no, quote it. Quote it. It's so true. That is because true. I, and I'm saying that from experience. I'm saying that from experience because I had to, when I started to be very conscious and pay attention to the thoughts that I was telling myself, I was talking myself out of things before. I'm not qualified. No one's going to believe you. You're not ready. Now you're doing something different. You already did that. You didn't, it didn't work. No one's going to buy it. No one's going to believe you. you. You're telling yourself all of these things and it takes you out of that space to even do it. And here's the thing. Most of those, most of that voice is a lie. It's mm-hmm. a lie. It is fabrications that you've made up. They are limiting beliefs that you have to bust. And so I am so proud to hear you say that right now you are working on that every single day. Talk to yourself the way you would a friend, because sometimes in your mind, the things that I say, I have not been good to myself. I have not been a good friend. I've not been a good friend. I've been that toxic friend that needs to be cut off. (laughs) And so... And, and and that's true. So I, I love that you are, are taking the time and holding the space to do that, because when you put yourself and your mental health at the top of your to do list, honey, there's nothing you can't do. Nothing you can't do. Yes. yes. Yay. OK, Carrie. So tell everyone. Where can they sign up for this newsletter? Listen, we didn't spend 30 minutes talking about the newsletter. Y'all better sign up if you're listening to this podcast. Just go to KarenHenderson.com and you will be you will see the link to sign up to subscribe to the kickback. It comes out the first Thursday of every month. We will be having an event. I'm I'm holding myself to hosting at least one event before the year is over. I'm going to hold her to that. We I are, know you are. I'm going to be saying, where's the invitation? Where do I sign up for the event? I know you're um, I'm like at minimum we'll do, a, you know, like, cause we, cause it's been a year. It's, we technically, it's been a year for the newsletter. So we haven't had an anniversary gathering or anything. So a minimum here it is. we'll have and it's the one year anniversary. It was in June. Okay. Well, we've missed that, but, but, there's so much that we could do. 2023 ain't over yet. So 2023 is not over yet. Be, it can still be a one-year anniversary gathering. Okay. It could be a one-year anniversary gathering. Okay. I have a great idea. You could do a vision board party. Oh. That with a twist, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just vision board, but it's also um, bringing in Black-owned businesses. It's community. It's having a pop-up shop. You could do a small business Saturday event. Listen, there's so many events that you could do. Mm-hmm. I'm here so for before 2023 yeah. goes out, there's an event, y'all. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> Look, it's, it's been recorded now. It's official. Yes, it's been recorded. So yeah. we're going to tag her. Okay, Carrie, tell everyone where they can find you on social too. You can find me at Carrie, K-E-R-I-L Henderson on Instagram, LinkedIn, Carrie Henderson. Don't really use Facebook that much, but find me on Instagram, LinkedIn. Those are the two main, two main socials. And Great. TikTok is Kickback with Carrie. Yes. Okay, so we will have links to all of Carrie's up to the website for you to sign up for the newsletter. And we will have 
um, links to all of her social. Carrie, also, if people were to sign up now for the newsletter, would they also be able to see an archive of previous editions on the website? Yes. If you go to the site where you can sign up, you will be scroll. You'll see all the previous posts so you can get a taste and feel of what you can expect. Every yes. month. Absolutely. So you can binge. Y'all, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, go check it out. Carrie, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing the parts of your life that are, you know, don't always make the highlight reel on social media. I appreciate your authenticity and I want to thank you so much for being a guest. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to buildyourowntablepodcast.com to connect with me. I'm Nakia Gray. I'll see you next time.